There we go. You're now being recorded. All right. Okay, cool. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Hello and welcome to the 18th episode of the My Hero Academia podcast. I'm Sophie. And I'm Ash. Um, today, because there is no anime again, we're going to go over a, a large and interesting Eureka traitor theory that was sent in to us by email. Um, but before that, we have a little bit of news. So, Ash, you were saying that the the D, the Two Heroes DVD is coming out next year? Yeah, I heard that the My Hero Academia uh, Two Heroes movie is the DVD, I think, is slated for release early next year, which is pretty fast considering it just came out, like, not even a couple of months ago. But uh seems to have done really, really, po- it seems to have been really, really popular, so excited to see how well the DVD sales are going to be for it. Yeah. So I'm just quickly looking it up, and yeah, it's coming out. So the Blu-ray DVD will be coming out February 13th, 2019. Cool. So anyone that missed seeing it in theaters, you'll get your chance to get your hands on it uh, relatively soon. And if you live in the UK and Ireland, you can go on www.myheroacademiamovie.co.uk and then if you look on the show times, it will, you can look and see what cinema nearest you will be showing it. It's only on December 4th and 5th in the UK and Ireland. Um, but it looks like there's pretty good showings because even near me, there's a cinema that's showing it, which I'm very surprised. <laughs> I thought I would have to get the train into London. Um, oh, no, that's cool. Yeah. But then after that, so the, if the DVD is coming out in February... Then we haven't got a confirmed date specifically, but My Hero Academia Season 4 is going to come out spring 2019. Yeah. Yes, it'll be a busy time. <laughs> series is just skyrocketing in popularity. I'm so excited about seeing the <laughs> film. I really hope I can make it because the weekend before that, I'm travelling up to my friends to watch her do a charity boxing match. Oh, so I've wow. got the weekend off for that. So I don't, I don't know if I'll have the weekend off. Well, I don't know if I'll have the fourth and fifth off to go oh, to the cinema yeah. and see it. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite doubtful. <laughs> I probably have a shift then, but maybe oh, I could well. make it if it's after eight, but it seems unlikely. Oh, it could be a night shift. But fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, same. I'm hoping you get to go see it in theatres. Oh, it is you. definitely one of a kind experience. Oh, I really hope I can go now. Everyone said really good things. You liked it, didn't you? I did. I thought, like, my only complaint would be I thought it ran a little bit uh, too long. I think it was, like, almost, the movie's almost two hours, and I feel like they could have cut out a little bit of it, but it was extremely enjoyable. If your biggest complaint is that it was too long, that's some pretty good feedback. (laughs) Okay. So this is quite a long theory, so I'm going. I'm just going to read it off. If there's any bits that you find are particularly interesting, just please stop me. All right. Uh, so this has been sent in by Gary Kirtley the second. So thank you, Gary Kirtley the second, for sending this in. So he's saying that the traitor theory that was mentioned in an early earlier podcast, he'd seen speculation on Uraka, but not much. Um, he said, I have to admit that it is slightly out there, but he has a crack theory. <laughs> Aside from her motive of a promise of a f- financial reward from the 
villains to spy, I have been analysing her actions from an is-she-the-traitor standpoint. First, her latching on to Midoriya. The reasons for this can easily be explained as an appreciation for his help in the entrance exam, though her interest and interaction with him started before that. Again, she asked President Mike if he could have some of her points in the exam. This too can be explained as appreciation. But what if she was working for the League of Villains with their knowing from the start Midoriya received All Might's power? If I remember right, All Might did not know that All for One was still living and All for One knew about All Might's weak form. They could have easily spied on her for the long period of time that Midoriya trained of All Might as this was done on a public beach. While Shigaraki had been interrupted in his fight against All Might, his hate for Midoriya seemed more intense from his first encounter than was justified. If, if his interrupting the fight were only were the only reason for his hatred. So my conjecture is that the League of Villains was aware that Midoriya had a close connection to All Might, with All for One knowing the nature of One for All. Mm. I mean, people had seen them, but I, not many people recognised... We hadn't seen anyone recognise um, All Might in his slim yeah, form. yeah. People just seemed, we just saw people recoil at his skeletal body. <laughs> and it's not like, Midoriya, even when Uraka first met Midoriya, she did, she thought back of him as the plain looking guy, didn't she? Yeah. Mm, um, so I, I don't, I don't know if those two would stick out, sorry. No, I was just going to say, like, that's the kind of thing, like, I am a crazy theorist myself except for One Piece, so I kind of understand where this is going from, but I don't know, like, so far I'm just like, yeah, it sounds plausible, but there's not, like, any overwhelming evidence that's kind of swinging me either way, because we don't really know how much, uh, like, this is the thing with, like, series like this, if the author is going to do this, like, some of it he is going to have to, like, straight up just hide behind, like, you know, lies and complete misdirection so we don't figure it out. But I guess it depends on how much of an eye All for One's been keeping on All Might's actions after their fight. We've not seen anyone so far in the League of Villains either with a, um, a particularly good um, scouting quirk. It's yeah. not like they've got like a Shoji or a Jiro that that we've seen. Yeah. Um, I guess the other thing is, Shugaraki, his strong hatred towards Deku at the start, he seemed to have a strong hatred for anyone connected to All Might, and Deku got in the way of All Might's um, fight with the first Nomu. Yes. So I can understand his hatred for them, because he, he seems to hate anything. You could yeah. you could send a puppy in front of him, and he'd hate <laughs> you because he sent a puppy in his direction. Yeah, well... It also makes me wonder if all for one, if he did have someone on the inside, would he have told Shigaraki about it early on, or would he have waited until, you know, his mindset was, you know, ready to kind of accept that information? Because we know when Shigaraki, like, first came into the story, he was a lot more childish than he is now. Now he's kind of swinging into the leadership role more. So I wonder how much information, like, all for one still... Uh, withholding from because he thinks he's not ready for it. That's a really good point. Yeah, I, 
Oh, I think you're right. I think he's probably holding a lot back just to, to let him grow and then he'll share the information that he can handle. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, so I'll carry on. Um, in that, if, ya- if Yuraka was planted, was a planted spy, her latching onto Deku would have an ulterior motive, as would her wanting to share points with him. Knowing that his score of zero would not lead to him entering the school and making her position a moot point. Okay, so she, if she had known about it, she would have wanted him to have the points to make sure, because otherwise he wouldn't have got in and... Yeah, yeah. okay, sorry, that took a while for me to understand. <laughs> in addition, Toga stealing Yuraka's blood, while probably not cooperative, could have been done from Toga not knowing who the spy was, or she was jealous of Yuraka's role and wanted to get close to Deku too. I like the jealousy idea. Mm-hmm. Finally... When Yuraka develops feelings for Deku, she chooses to suppress those feelings to be more focused on her goal, and her inner voice does not specify that her goal is to be a hero. This could have a twofold meaning. If her involvement with him would get in the way of her secret mission, but also make sense from an admiration of the person she was hired to spy on being the issue. That's true. I guess it has just said, like, we know her goal, her yeah. goal, but she has expressed is money. But she, when she's talking to herself, she's not like, oh, I've got to, I've got to be a hero so that I can save my parents from desperation. <laughs> it's just, I've got to get better. And so he carries on saying, of course, she is almost always on Midoriya's team in missions slash competitions or present for exams and the training that he is present for which would be important in informing the League of the class's location. Of course, several characters knew the locations of these events, so that's not conclusive. Additionally, I theorise that whoever the spy is received Ragdoll's tracking power from all for one, which would be very useful. One, One quicker thought is that all for one having granted one for all in the first place is able to see through one for all. A theory the theory of a traitor is just speculation from the faculty at this point and very well could be why Shigaraki shows up around Deku. And if I'm thinking right, he expected All Might to be at USJ when he wasn't initially. He might have just known that All for One was there. Sorry, he might have just known that One for All was there. Anyway, sorry for the rambling. I have no online presence, so I don't talk about these theories other than with friends. And I just wanted to share I do think that Toru is probably the traitor, despite my theorising, though Yuraka is most likely if Horikoshi is going for a shock value. Oh, she would be a she would be a good shock value. It'd be good. Oh, it'd be a very sad development. Yeah. For Izuku as well, and everyone else. Yeah. Sue would be devastated. Yeah. I mean, just for pure shock value, having Ochiko be the traitor would like be up there, but. Like, for the rest of it, I'm just, like, a lot of the evidence towards it is, like, very, very circumstantial, and you had to kind of really extrapolate to get to the idea that she's the traitor. I mean, I can buy that she would do it for money, but I don't know, like, just given her general personality, I'm not sure Uraka would do something evil uh, just for money, you know, from evil villains. I feel like she'd want to do it in a more legal way. 
And I think my big one, biggest problem I have with the series, you know, where he said, oh, you know, uh, when Deku couldn't make it through uh, the hero entrance exam, she decided to give him some of her points. If she wanted to make sure, you know, that Deku got into the hero course, wouldn't she then just help him kind of defeat the robot so he gets the points himself rather than coming back later and being like, oh, no, I guess I need to fix this now? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how teamwork works in the exam, but no, that's true. She yeah. could have gone at it from a, a teamwork point of view. Yeah. I mean, even Horikoshi puts a lot of thought into the puns and the names of his characters, and her name means, I think it's like bubbly chatterbox or something like that. It's a very yeah. optimistic, <laughs> yeah. fun name. It's not like um, something that could have hit a meaning unless he's really bamboozling us. Yeah, exactly. But... um. It's interesting. I would quite like it if she was the traitor, yeah. just because of all the character development it would lead to. Yeah. I mean, it'd definitely be an interesting story direction to take it. Yeah. What do you think of the idea of um, the spy receiving Ragdoll's tracking power? Oh, that's interesting. Cause we, that is kind of interesting, because that's the one thing that always kind of struck out to me as weird, is like when uh, All for One took the power, I'm like, why would he take Ragdoll's power? You know, out of all the other pussycats and like all of everyone that was there, why that specific power? So it makes sense that he's using that, uh, to kind of keep track of whoever. If it's the spy that's doing it, that would make a lot of sense. They could always give updates on to, you know, whoever they're watching, wherever they are. I don't know if that's going to be the case. Like right now, it's just complete and utter speculation. Although this does make me wonder. Uh, when All Might went in to talk to uh, All for One in the prison, was he able to see, because he's talking about, you know, how he used to be able to see, like, using infrared vision and stuff. So I'm wondering, did he give away all his quirks, or did he keep some for himself, just, like, be able to, like, see and do other basic, like, body functions? He must have kept a multi... No, he kept quirks for himself with that he was attacking with, didn't he? Maybe I can't remember. He, he was attacking with um. Oh he yeah, was attacking no, no. with a lot yeah. of different quirks. Yeah, that's true. But the tracking power would be a great one to help him to help break him out of prison at the right time. If yeah. they could just latch onto a to if they could latch onto all the different bodyguards and the staff, then they could make like a rotation of who's in and out and what would be the best time to attack. And they could also, if they trapped them. Where they were walking, they could create a map as well from the inside. Oh yeah, that's true. So it'd be really—it'd it'd take a while, but it'd be a really good way of making not only him out, but other villains who are in there. Like we know, Stain's there. Yeah. Buscular oh. might still be in there. Moonfish might oh. still be in there. I'm just waiting because I—I know this is going to be inevitably going to happen. I'm just waiting for Stain to break out because I'm hoping all for one just gives him like a massive power boost. And Stain being my favorite villain, I just am super excited to get him back into the story again. Oh yeah, so many, oh, so many people love Stain. When he comes back in, the anime viewers are one hundred percent going to be spoiled. Every no one will be able to complain. Yeah, They're excited. exactly. Um, this was a good theory. Thank you very much for sending it in. He sent some more, some other um, theories as well. Did you want to go through them, or should we keep it for another week? Uh, I could probably save those for next week just because I, I think it's uh, the manga is going to be off for next week because Horikoshi seems to be 
uh, struggling a little bit, trying to keep up the pace. So probably keep it for next week. We'll have something else to talk about. Yeah. And we're going to try and do another anime review. I think we got up to episode four. So we'll try and have that out during the week or next week. But we'll go through the rest of the theories. If anyone wants to email us any of their own theories so that we can read out and debate them, please do. The email is myheropod at gmail.com. Okay. Um, Do you have the manga chapters open? I do. Are there any in particular that you wanted to read out? Uh, No, I'm good with anything. Cool. Um, Should we do two of the large pages each? Yep. Okay. So I think at the start, because there's just the one wee page, I'll end up doing five at the start and then going through. Yeah, that sounds perfect. Cool. Okay. So this is my Hero Academia, Chapter 202, Match 3. So we're starting off with... um, Mushroom talking to Tokoyami, <laughs> and again, now that she's back in her, her, well, she's not showing her sadistic side. Her <laughs> eyes are completely hidden. She's saying, "Sorry, there, Tokoyami. Want a throat lozenge?" <laughs> He's like, "Keep your pity." <laughs> she's like, "Well, you can get some medicine from Recovery Girls." He just coughs on. <laughs> Apparently, in her hand, what she's holding is an actual. Um, Throat lozenge company. Oh. Minor oh, product placement. Man, I can't even make out what the label says on that. No. I saw that on, um, that was on Caleb the Translator's oh, Twitter okay. at CD, CD Cubed. He said it's a, a Japanese brand. Oh, okay. Well known That's for their cool. round design. <laughs> That's a cool little detail. And then we see Mobo in a chair and she's being wheeled off by two of the, um, the assistant bots. And Kendo's walking along beside her. So they're, they're, I really like their friendship. It's supportive yeah. and challenging in the best way. Yeah. She looks, I mean, she's obviously awake because she's sitting upright, but she's just swaying in her chair. <laughs> Super really awake. Yeah. yeah. And the robots don't care about this. They're just mocking her. <laughs> they require training in order to grow stronger. Absurd. We must summon the school nurse. Humans are utterly inefficient. <laughs> Sasspots. Yeah. Uh, and then on the next panel, we have Shinso and Aozawa. Shinso's just looking, at, he looks quite shocked at what happened, saying, they wrecked the place real good, the opposite of the first match. And Aozawa's just like, yeah, that's just how training is on the hero course. <laughs> <laughs> and we see the complete destruction that they're looking at and the Part of the arena has just been totaled. They went overboard with the destruction, though. Fukudashi, Kendo, you should know to keep damage to a minimum. And Nazawa turns round to Vlad, who is three times as big as him, says, mm, we should probably switch sectors. Um, and Vlad just agrees, saying, you're thinking we should take a breather? Sure, but he's still holding the mic in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then on the next page at the top, we have a panel with a pigeon just <laughs> taking in the scene. <gasps> Maybe the pigeon's the spy. Oh, oh, that's okay. Now I just came up with the theory on the spot. But what's the? Because uh, there's the one in the class with the quirk that can talk to animals, and I if guess. that's the spy, he could just like send animals everywhere to spy on everyone, and no one would ever know. 
he would be such a good traitor. Yeah. And he'd also be really unexpected because I think he's even nicer and like more timid than Ochako is. So if it turns out he's the traitor, he just becomes like totally evil. That would be such a great reveal. Yeah. Uh, or because he is so timid, I guess maybe someone's being, oh no, I was going to say maybe someone's being held hostage, but we've seen his coda. We've seen his mum. <laughs> oh yeah. We but, um, yeah, it still could be. He would be a good traitor and it would give him. <laughs> Lots of spotlight that he desperately needs. Yes. And <laughs> um, we see all the students sitting around in their little pen, but we can't tell who it is, and they're just talking amongst themselves. Class B sure is full of tough customers. <laughs> some from Class B was right back at you. Um, those were some huge moves you pulled off, Fukudashi. Like, yeah, but it messes up my throat. I've got to put up with the pain. <laughs> Love the gab gab sound effect. Oh yeah, I didn't spot that. <laughs> um, and we see Izuku, and he's sitting down with his team, and he's saying, "Needless to say, it's not just their quirks; they've grown mentally too, which further enhances their quirks." <laughs> and then Yuraku is saying, "Ha, huh, you're writing it all down." <laughs> he's still taking his notes. Yeah. He's saying, she says, you've grown too, Deco. Deco, you just, oh, I hope so. And then Minetta chimes in with, Ugh. not as much as me, though. Mina's sitting there have, letting them have their little their little conversation, and he just goes in to try and pinch the limelight. Yeah. But um, All Might comes up behind him saying, Midoriya, I am here, unremarkably. <laughs> He's so hard on himself. Yeah, oh, I love Small Might. I think yeah. I like him more than Big All Might. Small Might, I like that. <laughs> yeah. um, and he's ushering uh, Izuku off, and Mina's just sort of watching, saying, "Those two are chummy." Um, when I first saw this, I was like, "Why is he doing this in front of everyone?" But I guess this is a class, isn't it? So they can't have their phones on. Them. Yeah. Um, and they're they're in their little pen corner now. And All Might's asking, Small Might is asking, any more weirdness since you know what? And he's just like, yeah, not really. <laughs> um, and All Might says, I see. I'm planning to ask Gran Torino if my master ever mentioned anything. In the meantime, watch yourself, okay? In match five, you'll face Shinso again, who triggered those vestiges before. And Izuku looks so sweet. <laughs> He's just looking at him like it had, like, right, as though it hasn't yeah. occurred to him when it, it must have occurred to him. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Bakugo comes over with a jolt saying, hey, um, and just terrifies Izuku. She's like, what? Kachan, you scared me. Again with the sound effect of Kachan, just in the background. <laughs> oh, this is still me, sorry. Yep. He's saying, the guys who made me swear not to blab. You sure do sneak around out in the open. You're going to get found out. You're going to get found out. Don't. And then Smart just heard me saying, don't ahem me. So something happened, one for all. When he came up, I know he came up angrily like usual, but I'm really glad yeah. that he did. Because pulling him off, like, if All Might just keeps pulling him off, like he has been, like, to go for lunch and things. Yeah, everyone's going to get suspicious. Yeah, they'll probably get jealous as well, like, teacher's <laughs> yeah. pet. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but he carries on. So something happened with one for all. The power misfired. Huh. Sounds like one step forward, two steps back. So how long before his power is really yours, huh? Because I'm already stronger than the last time we rumbled. <laughs> and he's just nodding, being that makes me nervous. And then almost starts to think, oh, in his own special way, Bakugo showing he cares. <laughs> but no, that stupid grin grinds my gears, so <laughs> knock it off. <laughs> Perhaps not. Back to typical old Bakugo. Yeah. He has. He always ha- does have. The, has these moments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where you think, oh, he's not that bad, and then. And then he just goes straight back to it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now we're going to be starting with match three. And so I'm saying, mm, now that we've moved to the new arena, let's go on to the next match. So this must be Bad King. Participants for the third match, please prepare yourselves. <laughs> And we're reminded again that in 1B it is Pony Tusunori, Sen Kabiara, Juzo Honeyuku, and Tetsu 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 Tetsu. So, do you remember who these, what these, what their quirks are? I do not. I just know that uh, Pony is a foreign exchange student, which I just remember because the anime mentions that she's a foreign exchange one. And the other three, and then apart from Tetsu Tetsu, I have no idea. Well, I think one of them we find out at the end, but I cannot remember what Sen's quirk is. So, um, Pony, I think, has laser horns. Is her, oh, look. Is her quirk. She's the American transport student. Sen, I believe, is the um, the welding guy who um, was helping Momo escape oh. and welded her tracker. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Juzo his quirk is softening and he used it to, he can make you know, he can make objects go, go soft and I think he used it to scare did he no he didn't use it to scare that was poltergeist but um, he can make the grounds go soft and people like fall in and it can trap them oh okay yeah okay. and then everyone knows Tetsu 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 <laughs> Tetsu <laughs> every time I say his name I always add in one too many Tetsus <laughs> it's so easily done <laughs> yeah. um, and um, then so on team 1A, we have Shoto, Ojiro, Shoji, and Ida. All right. So the next page, we have Tokoyami going up and saying, Todoroki. And we have a little speech bubble saying, Received treatment, got healed. He's like, hmm? He's like, I shamed myself out there. It's up to you now. He's like, huh? Why me? And Tokiyami's a coxswain endeavor. We've apprenticed under the top two heroes who fought that last battle. We are honor bound to uphold their reputation. <laughs> and you see Ida just, you know, glancing back at the two. And Todoroki's like, ah, that last battle, right. And he has a little flashback to Endeavor using his flash fire fist prominence burn plus. And he goes, you will learn these moves. There's no running from me and no running from yourself. And you see little baby Todoroki again, you know, beaten to the point where he's just throwing up on the floor, mm. covered in flames. He's like, irk. And Endeavor's like, stand, don't be so damn soft. Toya came close. His fire was greater than mine, but he took after Ray in constitution. 
Yes, he came close. And I just want to make a quick note about that uh, Constitution comment, because uh, one of my friends on Twitter pointed out uh, someone gave a little translation hint for it. So apparently Endeavor says, you know, some, whatever the Japanese was, which means cold constitution, genetic makeup, and it's specifically referring to the body. And so this kind of ties into, I think, a long, long health fan theory about who Endeavor's oldest son is. I think probably you want to wait till the end before we kind of talk about that, but yeah, he's like, but at last, I have you, Shoto. It has to be you. Only you can do this technique. Only you can fulfill my ambitions. And he's got Endeavor angry face, and you know, Todoroki, oh, poor baby Todoroki's just, you know, sweating and crying, just throwing up, is just, uh. Mm. The next page is like someone snaps him back from it. He's like, Todoroki? He's like, are you okay? You looked particularly troubled for a moment. That's Ida talking, and he's like, did I? He's like, yes, something weighing on your mind. He's like, it's nothing, but thanks. And Ojiro's like, I didn't even notice since his face barely changes. Sharp eye, Ida. <laughs> oh. I guess we know that um, Ida and uh, Shoto, are, they're good friends, whereas we haven't really seen yeah. Shoto interact with Jiro, so it makes yeah, sense he picks it up. Yeah. He's like, the class president must always observe his peers and reach out to those in need. Ha 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 ha. He doesn't say, ha, 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 I just added that in. He's <laughs> like, you're in high spirits as usual. And he's like, actually, it's because my dear brother has been doing better recently. He's like, oh, glad to hear it. And as I'm the one aiming to inherit Ingenium's mantle, observing others means everyone also has their eyes on me. Though I was absent for the ceremony, I too took third place at the sports festival. I must once again show that I have the medal to meet my brother's successor. And then you see Deku again. I don't know if this is him looking at the group going in, but it might be. And then you have, I know, sorry, go ahead. So actually, I think he's just, because um, Ida said something that's quite, I don't know, it's quite inspiring really, isn't it? So I'm guessing maybe yeah. he's watching this and he's just like, I have an easy reaction away as the rest of us. Like, oh, yeah, that's so just, sure. Yeah, just so proud of his friend. He's like, all right, and he's like, I know everyone treats me like an idiot, but I'm still a dude who got into UA, you know? Not like I never use my head and just going whack, whack, whack as he punches the little steel pipes. And he's like, where's this coming from? He's like, this team we're up against, they'll all be search and destroy, yeah? It's like, true enough. So what's our move? Well, should be obvious. He's like, as we already discussed, like, huh? He's like, we level the playing field, literally. <laughs> And you hear crash, bonk, as he just starts smashing, you know, the terrain around him as he levels the playing field, literally. And his classmates are like, that's idiotic. And you see 1A just watching as they see all the stuff just falling everywhere. And Vlad's like, did you listen to that last critique at all? And he's got a little <laughs> shock sound effect. He's like, tricks and schemes won't work here. Gonna be a straight up brawl, so let's bring the pain. And we find out finally that Tetsu 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 Tetsu's hero name is Real Steel. Yeah, but the, the steel spelled incorrectly. Yeah, yeah apparently Horikoshi amended this later that it should be Real S-T-E-E-L, not S-T-E-A-L. And this reminds me of that Hugh Jackman movie about, you know, the boxing robots. And I wonder oh. if that's where 
he got the name idea from. He's like, uh, did you forget they have Todoroki on their side? Well, we can probably work with this. He's like, that's some soft and flexible thinking, Juzo. And then you have a reintroduction. She says, Juzo Honen, Honen, Honenuki, quirk softening. And then Pony's like, geez, don't keep us in the dark like that. He's like, see, Pony's busting out with the English. That's how you know she's mad. The Tetsu Tetsu doesn't mean any harm. In fact, his approach plays to our strengths. That's some soft and flexible adapting, Juzo. <laughs> Apparently, the um, the sideways Vs show that for Pony that um, she was speaking in English. So when the Japanese readers were reading Shonen Jump, they read that was in English. It wasn't. Oh, okay. So it was, like, was the original text then in English or would it have been in Japanese still? Uh, apparently it means that the original text was in English for her. Oh, okay. Wow. That's interesting. And then it's like, all right, seems like they want a head-on head on battle. Come now, class A, time for match three. Shoto looks tired. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, I just want to be done with this and go back and just rest. <laughs> it's oh, a head-on battle. I'm just freeze them all. <laughs> but Ida's still pumped. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I'm hoping this is going to be because of what we had in the last page, that this will be more of an Ida-centric fight, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. I like that we've seen all of the four speak, and when we saw um, Shoji, all he said was, you're in high spirits as usual through his his hand mouth. But I yeah. like that they've all spoken, because I'd really, I'd really like to know more about Shoji. Yeah. So, what were the thoughts on the chapter? Um, the first thing, if we're going through like chronologically, when yeah. Tokiyami said, "Oh, we we apprentice under those two who fought that last battle. We're honor bound to uphold their reputation." I hadn't thought that that would be something that Tokiyami would be interested in, but I like it that it is. Just adds yeah. another edge lord depth. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like he's a traditionally loyal guy. Yeah. Like it was only a small bit, but um, it was nice. And it, I guess it sparked off Ida's concern because he obviously heard that. Um, and then he knows what. Does Ida know about Shoto's history of his dad? I think he might. It probably does. I'm not sure. I have to kind of go and reread the sports festival stuff. Like, I don't know how open he is with his friends because Shoto's always been kind of reserved so I don't know how much he's actually kind of talked to the others about his past like I know Deku knows about it but maybe like you know Ida and the rest just know that something happened between him and his dad but they don't know specifically you know what the specifics are yeah because I wonder if I mean we learned that um that Ida's brother is getting better but I wonder if he he mentioned specifically the inheriting the the mantle to try and make Todoroki feel a little bit better, like, oh, it's not it's not just on you. Maybe. It might be. A, it might be. I think he's also back during the Stain arc. I think he mentioned that she does look up to his brother, and he might have mentioned back then that, you know, this is, like, something that's been in their family. He's, like, the next up, so he wants to make them proud of who he is. So, yeah, it's a good time. So I think we should probably address the elephant in the room. So did this chapter confirm that Dobby is Todoroki Toya? 
I don't know if it confirmed it, but when um, <laughs> when he said that his that Toya's fire was stronger than his, we know that blue and purple flame is stronger than orange or even red. Yes. So that's the sign. That, and then saying that he inherited his mum's constitution. People with mental health issues are often seen as weaker than everyone else, and I think like not obviously it's inc- it's completely incorrect. But with that stigmatisation there, and Endeavour would 100% be the sort of poo head. I didn't know what other words to think of, so I came up with that. (laughs) It would be the sort of twit that would agree with that. Yeah. And think like, oh, he's got some sort of like mental health issues. He's weak, just like his mum. He would definitely go along with that incorrect and disgusting thought. Yeah. Although I don't know if this really... This refers to the mental aspect, or maybe he just like you know his uh, whatever his body constitution was. It might not have been able to handle Endeavor's fire, like for whatever reason. Because we know Endeavor tends to overheat, like his power makes his body overheat. So I wonder if that's what he means. Is like, oh, you know, his fire power was greater than mine, but he couldn't keep it up for long enough because Todoroki is thinking about you know that massive, super like incendiary attack that Endeavor used. So I'm wondering if he tried to teach that uh, to his son, uh, to Toya, and he's just like, you'll be able to do this move better than I can, but his body just wasn't able to like match that output. That's such a good idea. I hadn't even put those two together. And so if it was Darby, that could be how he got those burns and decided no, to staple yeah, himself yeah. together. Yeah. Oh, that's other, a really good idea. The other first idea I actually had about this as soon as I kind of heard about this idea was, you know, what if the blue flame was just like an offshoot of his mother's quirk, like it just colored his flames, and they were supposed to be like normally orange, but I forgot that, you know, blue flames do actually exist, and it makes more sense that you take <laughs> after Endeavor. Yeah. Oh, I really like the the physical idea. Where do you stand on the Darby, the Darby brother theory? Oh, like I think I've said this before. Like I'm not really a big fan of Endeavor getting the spotlight and being like, oh, you know, he's going through this whole redemption where he's trying to make it up to his family. And I know, like, the popular theory is that if Darby is Endeavor's son, he'll reveal, you know, to the public that Endeavor's an abusive husband and father, and they'll kind of break the trust the last vestiges of trust that the hero society has in, uh, you know, heroes. And it definitely make Endeavor crash and burn because everyone's just going to kind of be like, oh, you know, we always knew he was a bad guy. And this kind of proves it. But if Dobby was, you know, is the actual son and he tries to go and tell people, you know, this is what Endeavor does, I don't know if anyone would take him seriously because he's a villain so I don't know if they'll be like, oh, no, he's just lying. He's just trying to, you know, make up stuff about Endeavor. And I'm wondering more than Endeavor, like, how is Todoroki going to react if he finds out that Dobby is actually his brother? Like, would he be able to actually fight him if they were matched up? And would Dobby actually be willing to hurt Todoroki? Oh, I don't think Todoroki would be able to. Yeah. Yeah, he's just... Maybe, maybe at the start of the series, when yeah. he was a an angry lad. Yeah. But now that he's softening up and he's getting back in touch with his family and he's spending more time with them. Yeah. Yeah. 
But what did you think about the um, the conversation with Izuku and All Might, Small Might? <laughs> I don't know. It seems kind of interesting. Like you know, he's hinting at the fact that something might happen with Shinso again. Like because like he says, you know, vestiges were triggered by Shinso using his powers on Deku and like Deku tapping into, you know, the whole uh, into like the past his into his past lives. So I wonder if this is just him foreshadowing that something is going to happen with this fight against Shinso and they'll have to go to Gran Torino together and find out. Because we don't really know a lot about uh, All Might's relationship with uh, Nana Shimura. So I'm wondering, hoping if this will be like finally the time when they go to Gran Torino, he kind of gives them like the history of what happened with her and how, uh, you know, her uh, grandson, I guess, got into the League of Villains. But um, they didn't know about the grandson, so Gran Torino wouldn't know about that, would he? He didn't know about no, Shibaki. Did was... they find out in the... Uh, yeah, but they, they didn't know anything. Like... Yeah, they found out that he's the um, grandson, that he's uh, oh. Nana's son. But before yeah. that, Nana separated herself from him and sent him into a, like a foster home set home separately oh, okay, so and didn't tell anyone so that he would be protected. Oh, okay, yeah. But be I, interesting then. Yeah. I really thought that the... I was 100... Well, uh, yeah, I was definitely 100% that the <laughs> vestiges were going to come out because we'd only just seen that and then yeah. we find out that Shinsai is going to be there. But this is just giving even more evidence for that. But I want... Yeah, I wondered why Gran Torino was mentioned and why is he bringing it up to Izuku now just to... I think it's just to keep it in our minds that the vestiges are going to appear. You should be psyched for Izuku's, Izuku's fight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the thing is, though, I want Shinso to win the fight against Deku's last time. Deku won against him, so I kind of want this to be a reversal. So I'm wondering if that's going to be like a cool moment where it's like, oh, Deku pulls out the vestiges, or the vestiges kind of stop him from going all out. Like, he's going to have this moment where he's powering up, ready to pull out, like you know, a finishing move, and then the vestiges kind of stop him and Shinso, like, makes him surrender. I think it'd be quite funny if he, he went into, like, the zone where he was talking to the vestiges, but time was just going, like, real time was going on outside, but he was just sort yeah. of stuck in his mind having this conversation <laughs> with them. And then he woke up and they were like, here's a coup. You weren't doing anything. You just stood there for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love that. Oh. What did you think of the chapter overall? Uh, chapter overall, I think it was decent. Like, I'm not really the biggest fan of, like, you know, the kind of team-up tournament arcs like these because, on the one hand, I like it when you get to see all the different team-ups and, like, how different quirks, like, either complement or work against each other. And you get to see, you know, Class A, like, different... Uh, students in class a team up that you normally wouldn't so in that case it's really nice but i just wish the girls would get something more to do you know outside of uh the tournament arcs like this and someone asked me on twitter you know how do you feel horikoshi's handling uh the female students in this and i'm like it's a great chance for him to kind of give everyone that normally like is that isn't part of the main cast a chance to shine but outside of this, you know, if he doesn't well, extend that outside of this, it doesn't really do much for their development. So I'm kind of hoping that 
you know, if we get focused on them in this arc and they'll start focusing on them outside of that as well. I guess in the next, in this fight, there's only Pony, but in the next yeah. one, there's, um, Uraka, Mina, and I can't remember. Oh, wait, in one of the fights coming up, there's my, there's Poltergeist, and there'll be my favourite, who is Lizard, Lizard Tail Cut Girl. Oh, yeah. I don't know why, but I really like her. <laughs> I think it's just her hero costume. Yeah, no, she's got a really cool design. I liked this chapter, but it was definitely, it was an interim chapter. Like, we got to find out some yeah. new things. Um, uh, the toy bit was obviously very interesting. The chat with Izuku and all my, my favourite thing was Bakugo storming in. Um, but I'm really <laughs> looking forward to seeing Ida. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing this whole fight. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it's got a lot of good setup. Yeah. But I mean, the chapter's off next week, and I'm I'm glad he's getting a break because these chapters have been they've been great. They've been noticeably yeah. shorter because they're only like eleven to thirteen pages a lot of the time. Yeah, but I, I don't mind that because the artwork's been great and the story's been great. But he deserves a break. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the manga authors really do like oh they get really really do put a lot of effort into getting this out week to week. Like I can't even imagine like how much work it must take to color in, like, write up all these panels, work on the script and everything, and put it out within, like, seven days and just do that week after week. It's just yeah. kudos to them. I bet he's still feeling guilty. So I remember that one chapter where he couldn't finish all the artwork. Oh, yeah. I bet yeah. he's still feeling guilt for that as well. Yeah. When, he, when he obviously takes so much pride in his work. Yeah. Oh, I felt so bad for when that happened. Like, ugh. Well, hopefully, I don't know, like, hopefully this makes uh, make Shonen Jump kind of, like, back off him a little bit and, like, gives him a little bit more breathing room and maybe he can get some assistance to help him out with the manga a little bit. He has assistance already, doesn't he? I think he probably does. I'm not sure how many he has. So, like, maybe he can get, like, you know, a few more in there to help him out with that. Yeah. Okay, so is there anything else you wanted to add? Uh, no, I think that was it. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so thank you for joining in this week, joining us this week. Ash, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at King Cocoa Butter. You're on. Um, are you still doing? You're doing YouTube still, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, I'm doing. Uh, I'm back on doing my reviews uh, week to week. Unfortunately, I don't have like an official YouTube channel yet, just because I don't have. Uh, enough subscribers yet, but if you go to my Twitter bio, you'll see a link to my YouTube channel, and you'll find all my videos there. So I'll be, because uh, my, my Hero Academia is off next week, I'll be probably back on the podcast here. I'll also be doing uh, One Piece and The Promised Neverland reviews next week. And I'm going to be adding Dr. Stone into that rotation as well, Ooh. as soon as I catch back up to... The manga, which I dropped like 15 chapters ago because I was just too busy with other things. And then I'm also looking at possibly also putting Hunter Hunter into that rotation as well. So a lot of stuff happening next week. Yeah. And people can also find your editorials on the One Piece podcast website. Yes. They're very good reading. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right now I'm the only one that's uh, putting out readings, so unfortunately... All the stuff you see on there will be mine, but uh, if you like it, please do give it a read and uh, leave comments. Cool, and you can find me on Twitter at Chopper's Antlers. You can find the podcast 
at mhapod. We're also on www.mhapod.com. We're on Reddit and Tumblr. Um, so thank you for joining us. Kendra's not here. So to just <laughs> to to force the go go beyond plus ultra. Woo! <laughs> She's the cheerleader. Yeah, I think next week she'll probably force us to do the full energy, but this week you'll just have to do you'll just have to put up with ours. <laughs> uh, please join us again next week. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Um,